We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3 where we discuss education, what's happening around the world, what's happening around our community, what's happening in the educational world, what can we do to improve ourselves, to improve our children, to improve the next generation, this generation, just be better people. What can we invest in our families and our life? So everything that's on your mind, everything that comes up in education, this is the place to talk about it. This is where we do that. Anything you want to share with us, you could always share with us at 062-148-2374. That's the WhatsApp line, 062-148-2374. You could always send us an SMS. Well, not always, only if you're South African. 34519, that's in South Africa. 34519 is the SMS line. You could call in at 074-654-7335 or send us an email at onair at chayfm.com. A lot happening today in the show. We're going to be speaking to Shireen Sachs from Darke Noam, who is starting another program for 2018 or expanding or just getting something new. We'll get to speak to her about it together with uh, her staff, uh, psychologist uh, Heidi Bohm and and part of the another crew member Kevin Levine will be here on the show and we're going to get to discuss what's happening many more things happening another story coming in from Israel we're going to get to that later on in the show however I have to share with you one thing before we even start this show I actually had a very very proud moment this morning man this morning well for me it was morning for the people on the other side of the line was night late at night early morning it depends which side of the phone you were. You were. I, um, majority of the listeners know that I'm very involved in education, in counseling, in uh, just improving programs. And I was on the phone with the representatives of a school in Canada, in one of the places outside town. And we were discussing what they can do as a school, what they can do as a community, what are the options. And it's actually a community with a nice, uh, large numbers. And as the conversation was going, we spoke, it was about an hour of talk. And while we were talking, every minute that passed, I was actually getting more and more proud of the system, the educational system we have here in South Africa. I know many times in the show, we question the system. We, I don't want to say criticize because it's not fair, but it does happen. We see what we can improve, what can be better. But sometimes it's our time to stop and look back and say, you know what, the school system, the principals, the teachers, the therapists, everybody has put together an amazing, amazing system. And it was, it was nice to see. It was nice to see that people around the world are calling us to hear what we have to offer. And, and it is a lot. It is a lot to offer. So I think that's a moment that uh, we should stop and remember with everything that has to be still improved. And a lot is happening still. We have a lot going, and it's very special and very amazing, which will lead me right into the interview, since I had a talk uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, I don't remember with who, about a different city that it has very developed uh, into the remedial, into the technical work, into helping kids uh, from with special needs who have finished school to get a job, to get a program to do something. And they were telling me how Johannesburg is lacking that. And they hardly even finished the conversation. And I got a message from Shireen at Darkinom that here it is happening 2018. So 
Before we even talk about it, let's just go straight into it. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, Shireen, for being with us. Thank you for having us. So what's happening in 2018? Okay, so about 10 days ago, Heidi and I took a trip to Cape Town. We spent a day there looking at all the various schools, and we spent about two hours um, at Astra Center in Cape Town, which for us was... For our listeners, what is Astra Center? Astra Center is it's a place for special needs adults um, who range from Down syndrome to having other disorders as well. And really, it's become what's called workability, where they are working um, from about 8 and 9 in the morning until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And every single one of those people have a purpose there, whether they are woodworking or they are stuffing hair on a doll. Um, every single person there is treated with dignity and with respect, no matter what their age was. And so let me get this clear. You Ten days ago, you saw um, that... You saw a program in Cape Town, and the message that you're going to do it came out about four days ago, I'm assuming, (laughs) something like that. Well, I can take a step back in that at the beginning of the term, we decided we wanted to offer our students at school something more than just the school curriculum. So before you say that, we have to hear what your school is and about the school. But before we hear about the school that you have currently and growing, I just want to welcome and say good afternoon to Heidi Baum. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rabbi, for having us. So this is actually a beautiful combination, I think, because I have a principal in front of me, Shereen Sachs, who uh, is ready to open a program in six days, together, uh, <laughs> uh, matching up together with a, a psychologist that I, um, almost with all the schools that I've been talking about, I've heard that you've been working and worked and well-known throughout the community in the professional uh, therapy side. So I think it's actually a very uh, powerful combination. So now uh, let's hear from the two of you about what you have in the school right now. So it's certainly not um, just going back to this. It wasn't just 10 days ago we decided. We've been working on this project. It's been something that's been planted, the seed of empowering all different learners because currently at the school we have children who just haven't fitted into a mainstream environment for whichever reason they've needed some extra additional support. And we started. By the way, when I was saying 10 days, I actually meant it in a positive way. Oh, yes. Which no, means because I, I know the programs are running. It's just like yes. adding onto something that's happening for right. a very yes, a long time. from scratch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know you, you, right. yeah. so you I don't what, start what from scratch. So I think what we've been seeing is that there's some kids in our school who don't necessarily necessarily fit or want to remain in an academic stream, that they are looking more towards some sort of vocational training. And we've been going around to various different institutes and finding things and working on different programs. And Cape Town, I think, just kind of sealed the deal for us when we've seen that it can really work and how empowering it has been for these adults who now have something to wake up to every morning and they have some skill set that enables them to become fulfilled people within the community and that was really our strive and drive um, that we want for our children so it was a matter of fine tuning our program and um, which gives them I think also more it gives them a, a, a job that gives them an opportunity for work the opportunity correct. to and go around and, and see their products happening correct and also a sense of self importance and that they can instead of they can't and that's what we've seen so um yeah, so I think that it's it's come from a journey of wanting to empower and upskill as many people in, in in as many giving them as many opportunities to do so. And some kids aren't academic; some don't want to 
you know, go the route of academia, and that's cool, that's fine, and we as long as they're successful, absolutely. So, what do we have now at the school before we move on to the uh, next program? So, at the current school, Darkinom, right? That's it. Okay, so let's hear from Shireen. You're the principal. Okay, so we have we have a full college program. Um, both for the boys and for the girls. We are following, um, in inverted commas, the CAPS curriculum, um, which is set by the government. But having said that, every single child is on their own individual learning program. As we have children on different levels within a grade, and we have um, tailored the program to suit them according to their abilities. Which means that any, every child that comes to school is not automatically in a certain class. No. They actually go to the right class according to their level where they are at. Right. Exactly. And, and we've got, for example, some children who are very good at math, so they, they're doing maths maybe at a level or grade ahead of their chronological level or grade, but the English is a little bit weaker. But we've done it and created such books, individual books and things, so they don't even realize it. They're just working at their pace. To so, catering to their strengths. So you're the psychologist. Let me ask you how the kids are keen to do that, to be in a younger class uh, for a certain subject and an older one for an older subject. No, well, they're sitting in their subject. class of their age, but they don't necessarily know that the work that they are doing might be a grade below. So uh, so who are they engaging with in, with regarding friends or it's individual work? It's individual work, but they're sitting with – so if they're in grade six, they're sitting with the grade sixes, but their program might be a grade five maths. And they're not even aware of that. Oh, wow. So you must have very talented teachers. We do. If they could cope with uh, so many different levels in one class. And also because our classes are still small, we can manage that within the classroom because you won't go bigger than six within the class. Okay. So that's the maximum on your program that could happen in a class. That's that will right. be Okay. And what do you have to offer in the um, therapy emotional side? So therapy-wise, um, we've got speech therapists. We've got a few different speech therapists just specializing in their, their regions of speciality. We have um, an occupational therapist. We are engaging currently with – we do have one physiotherapist. We're engaging with some more physiotherapists for next year. Um, because we're going to have a variety of different um, – needs and different specialities, we, we will have certain therapists who will deal with, you know, their areas in particular. So, yeah, we are always looking to improve what we are offering at the school um, and broaden it. As the school grows, obviously, we're needing more and more therapists. So we have um, a team already that's working and we work very closely as a team and within the, the teaching environment as well. Okay, so you go to Cape Town and you see, what's the place called again? Um, Astra. Astra. And you say, this is what we need in Johannesburg. That's right. <laughs> okay. And, okay, so, so you're going to put together a program for the kids to actually do some work. That's right. And go, okay, what kind of work? So we actually have already started it as an extramural. Um, for the boys, they've started woodworking. So now that it's coming up to Rosh Hashanah, they're designing their own challah boards. Which, with quite a coincidence, I think the head of it is Kevin Levin, who's here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Good afternoon, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks. So how does it work? What are you doing for Rosh Hashanah with the boys? Uh, we're busy building challah boards um, with a glass backing, and we sandblast in the glass. Okay, yeah. the the kids in are are building the hollow boards with the glass and the wood. And they they doing ninety percent. I help where I can and guard them and show them what to do. 
Okay, and that's something that they're doing for their own needs, or it's going to go so wider? Like, if I want to buy a challah board now, yeah. do I come to you? Look, initially, um, just to give you a bit of background where, where we started, Shireen actually approached me, um, and it's, it's very close to home for me. Um, you know, and I went through school, uh, not an academic person. School just didn't cater for me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I went into into the field that I'm in, which I'm actually an electrician. And then from there, I went into the property industry. And effectively, when Shireen approached me, she said she wants to start uh, basically doing woodwork with the kids. And uh, I'm very, very passionate about kids. I'm very passionate about woodwork as well as uh, electrical. So, did, I have to stop yeah. you a second. You, you, you called in an electrician that's doing property <laughs> to speak to him about, work, about wood. How, did, how does that work? So Kevin's children were actually at us, well, actually part of Boost originally. Um, okay. Gabby matriculated last year and um, Matthew also. He, he was with us for last year, my grade 11. Yeah. Um, so Kevin and I go back. And, okay. I know that he and you found the talent, and you said, even though your kids graduated, I still need you in the that's school. <laughs> and that's how you came in. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, just before we continue on, anybody want to comment anything? If you want to say, if you want to ask, you want to hear about the program, you want to share, you have your own opinion about what's happening here in the studio. 062-148-2374. That's the WhatsApp line. 062-148-2374. If you're in South Africa, you could also send an SMS. 34519. Or you can call 074-654-7335. Send us an email at onair at com. Okay, so you're starting that the, this whole concept is very close to, to your heart. Yeah. Okay, it, it doesn't end there. there. There is, if one actually looks at today, um, being an electrician is a great way to earn a living, as well as being a plumber, as well as being a mechanic. And it shouldn't be looked up or frowned upon for that matter. Um, but right. in today's time, where do you go to do training, learning, um, the various technicons that you can go to? Some of them actually really dangerous. I wouldn't send my own kids there. And we, we're just not catering for people that want to go into a trade. Okay. Um, which is which is also a shame because there's so many people that are fit for it that could do very good and, and manage. And also because I don't want to find myself one day that – with no plumbers. I mean, we'll have artists and not plumbers. Sure. It's going to be kind of a... I could live probably better without an artist than without a plumber. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so, so... And you're saying that the schools that are there th today are not so... Uh, well, if you look at the schools, uh, uh, government schools, uh, technicons, they're just not very user-friendly. And, and uh, listen, there's, uh, sorry to say, but there's been stabbings and people get beaten up there. And it's just not an environment to go to. Um, okay. It attracts the wrong caliber. And uh, this is what we're facing at the moment. So you're actually recreating an opportunity that wouldn't be only for kids with special needs. If somebody wants to come learn in a safe environment, That's then right. you are creating a very strong opportunity. That's yeah. Right. That's right. And um, I think that also what we need to say is is that woodworking will be one element of this um, curriculum, this vocational stream that we are looking towards. We've employed an exceptional teacher who will be starting more um, in the stream with the younger children as well. We will be teaching them um, lifestyle routines and kind of functional everyday living um, 
she's an incredibly talented and gifted woman. We'll be looking towards making cards, gift tags, um, vinyls. Um, her first term goal and the whole curriculum is centered around it. So is to open up a stand at Norwood Mall for the Pesach market and everything around that will be entrepreneurial skills, math skills and um, budgeting profits, all those kind of things where the kids will hands on be doing things like that. So I, I think that the skill set is is enormous. I mean, we've investigated and, and please God, there are some very exciting other options that are on, that are <laughs> on the cards that we are investigating and working. But I think, like you're saying, is, um, to provide kids, young adults, opportunities to become self-fulfilled and have a career in any field that they right. choose. Which is not necessarily academia. But, and, and I think it's actually very nice. I have to say that uh, I have a sister who has Down syndrome. And before she went off working in her own area, she used to work at a candle factory. And whenever we, we would go someplace and she'd see her beautiful candles from her company on the table or or. I don't know if I should say something really, but usually they smelled good. Usually they weren't at, at the toilet or whatever. But she found them, and she was very, very proud. Yes. And and I think that's also a part of actually sh- uh, um, showing the world their achievement. Absolutely. I mean, at Astra, their store is magnificent. The work that they produce is of the highest, highest quality and standard. Um it's just phenomenal what these people do. And they were so proud to show us, I put the little eye on this or I sewed this or I did that. And the finished product is magnificent. Anybody would be pleased to have it in their home. Okay. Do, when, you, when you're working with the kids, Kevin, I want to ask you, do you see a difference in, in their how proud they are with the product that they um, accomplished to use at their home or with a product that's good enough for them to sell out or that will go out to the market? Look, very much, uh, um, there's a lot of pride in what they do. Um, and they put a, they've also learned an unbelievable fortune. Uh, I mean, for um, woodwork and stuff like that, we started a month ago. And when everybody started, they they couldn't take a hammer and a nail and knock it into a piece of wood without bending it. Whereas the the project we started recently, which is uh, a table, which we are hoping to auction off at some stage, Every nail that went in wasn't bent, and these are talented. And it went kids. into the wood, actually. Into the <laughs> wood. Into yeah, no, no, no. no a couple into hands and thumbs. And, <laughs> but but these, are, these are talented kids. They are talented in in various fields uh, where the school doesn't cater, and uh, that's where we need to fulfil a market. And we can, yes. And also, just as much as the finished product is the pride, it's everything that they're learning to mm-hmm. get to that finished product. Whether it is, for example, in the life skills curriculum that we're going to be doing with the younger kids, it could be the maths that they need in order to work out profit and loss, or how much did the things cost me before I made it. Which is a massive point, and I wanted right. to ask you about it because I hear many times from uh, teenagers or people that had a difficulty in school. They said, "I'm starting a business, and I'm going to sell food, and I'm going to sell this." And they come very proud that they made so much money. And they do. They make a lot of money. But then their costs are so big that suddenly they find themselves in tremendous debts. So how do you work with that? Right. So that's what we're going to do. So they're going to get to the finished product, but they've got to learn along the way. So now we're going to go to the shops, and these are the ingredients that I need. Um, This is the cost of all of them. Now let's add them up. Now we're going to work at how much are we going to sell them for. And they take that into account. Um, and that's part of the maths, the functional maths that they're going to learn because that's a life skill. Whether you're 20 years older and you're in pick and pay and you need to do the same thing. So we're going to start teaching them that 
and then focused on obviously the end goal. So do you have somebody that that's a position like a, a te- like a business planner or So we've employed a teacher who is going to work on this and her whole curriculum is going to center around this. So elements of planning, sequencing, comprehension skills will all be incorporated into her syllabus with the older children with our younger children sometimes something as simple as brushing your teeth is not is also quite a challenge so um the idea is to actually teach them those basic lifestyle routines how to take care of yourself and then move on to you know um things right. like that um another area that we're going to be working on is is baking because there's a huge huge amount of learning that will come through that and it's a much more meaningful learning you know when you say to a kid i don't know i need a half a cup and they go i don't have a half a cup they don't know that a quarter plus a quarter <laughs> is going to get them to that half a cup so those kind of lots of incidental practical. practical learning hopefully will really help them in their daily living as well as to become something so you're talking, you're talking a lot about um, functional skills and it, it's something that I, I always wonder because uh, we live in a, in, in a world and a life that we you know, give functional skills to kids teenagers that are struggling um, what happens with the kids that are per se in the regular system that don't have the difficulties or come to you for academic reasons because I, I do know that there are kids in the system that are, are there because of academics and not, or because of social. So where does their practical um, things come in? Is it important? Is it part of the curriculum? Are you focusing just on that? How does that work? So we are offering it, as we were saying, as an extramural already for those children. So they're having their full day of the academic curriculum. And then in the afternoons, we've offered the woodwork. Um, for the girls, they're learning mosaicing now, and they have art as well once a week. Um, and then we've also started... Also, a bit of music. So during the t- during the week, every child is called out and they're drumming. So we're starting that within the school day as well to offer something more than just the academic. Because it's amazing to see that one of our special needs children um, tried drumming, and a week later his father got him a drum set, and he's he's absolutely amazing at this. And it is the best physio and OT for him because he's not in OT, but he's actually learning those skills in the drumming, and it's phenomenal to see. And this is someone who's not academic. So are you reaching out to us, the other things in the community? Just as an example, um, I'm, I'm just thinking here at the radio, okay, uh, knowing Kathy, who, um, who she's very involved. Would you, let, let's say, maybe approach her to, not that I'm suggesting, but I'm just thinking, to maybe have some of the kids come train here, technicians, learning, yes. <laughs> is it something that could... Right, exactly. The or kind you're of thing doing everything inside the no, school and you're not, not approaching the community. No, we are. Not at all. We, we spoke to somebody in the community today to try and teach a, a skill in a, in a kosher butchery. butchery right now because, you know, there's a kid who's potentially got interest in becoming a blockman. So something like that. So... We will have this in-house, but should something occur that we can accommodate and help and facilitate with our, with, you know, beyond the borders of the school. And be in touch with different areas. Absolutely. Uh, On a practical level, I'd be really interested to know how you could run such an operation in different levels, but we do have to take a short break first. And then when we come back, we'll go more into this subject. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 IFM. 101.9, we are back. We're in the middle of a fascinating discussion with Shireen Sachs, Heidi Bohm, and Kevin Levin. And we are discussing the new project, the functional part of 
training kids, training young adults uh, or big kids or whatever you want to call them uh, to actually have functional skills in life and do work. And they are creating in the school, in their uh, school system, a support system and uh, a program that the kids can actually do some carpentry. That's something happening already, but for 2018, we have uh, more things in the plan as uh, we've been discussing in the past um, few minutes on the show. So, obviously, anything you want to ask them or you want to share, please send in a, a WhatsApp, 0621482374, 0621482374. You could also send an SMS here in South Africa, 34519 is SMS line 074-654-7335. If you want to call in, 074-654-7335, or you can send us an email on air at highfm.com. During the break, we were discussing... Uh, a bit of the differences of kids that are more motivated in the functional side and kids that are more in the academic side. And we speak a lot about uh, kids that have maybe, I don't want to say struggle, but yeah, maybe yes, they do struggle on the academic side, but suddenly they could do tremendously well on the functional side. And Kevin, with his experience, has said something that... It works both ways, actually. Many times, a child that has very good functional skills actually doesn't have uh, the right uh, the right academic skills. And sometimes, kids that have very good academic skills do not have the functional skills. Why is that? Okay. Um, not speaking from a medical point of view, we can hand over to Hailey for that. Um, it's, in my experience, in, in, in this environment... Uh, there, there, there's twofold. The, the one aspect is the second I left school and started studying something I was interested in, which was at a Technicon, I thrived because the, my attention was on what I was learning because it's something I always wanted to learn. And the second aspect is we can't all be good at everything. Um, if somebody's good with their hands, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be good at accounting. My wife is and good at everything. <laughs> Have you told her that? She knows. Um, Everybody knows. Uh, but I'll uh, try to tell her. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you, you know, people that are good with their hands are not necessarily good at accounting and vice versa. If you take somebody who's academic in our current academic uh, environment and you go and put them – in a woodwork environment or an electrical environment or a trade, any tradesman for that matter, they will not succeed as well as a person that is good with their hands and, and uh, targeted to this environment. Which leads me to the question, and I, I don't know if there's an answer to it, and this is something that hurts me, honestly hurts me, and, that's, and I've said it many times at lectures and in training and in different places. The school system today is built in a way that if a child struggles academically, he is labeled as remedial and he is labeled as a learning disability, right? I never heard about somebody who has a carpentry disability. And I never heard somebody who has a singing disability. I mean, I've heard them sing. They have a singing <laughs> disability, but I have never heard it categorized that. And I'm asking why. Why is it that if some people have this talent of, of academics and some people have a talent of singing and acting and some people have a talent of uh, creating with their hands, who decided that this? if you don't have this talent of academics, you're considered learning disability? But if you don't have an acting uh, talent, you're not considered an acting disability. By the silence, I'll take it that nobody's going to answer that question. <laughs> You're the psychologist. How do you say it? Explain it. 
I think I want to just step back a little bit to what Kevin also said. I think it's finding our passion, and we each have a passion. It was something we were discussing during the break as well, is when we find our passion and we can align our passion and our careers, wow, we've got a fantastic combination going. And I think that's what we, you know, so I don't know, you know, the person who can't sing, that's just not his passion, but he's got something else up his sleeve and some other talent. And I think For that's sure, where we where we hope to, to catch more children and more people is to find their passion, to find their ability, to find what works for them and create their self-fulfillment. A hundred percent, but that's also in academics, and we should stop using the term of uh, disability. A hundred percent. And I think that's our stance, is that these kids do not have a disability because each of them have a potential. And we're focusing on their potential and we're building their potential rather than focusing on what they can't do. Obviously, we work on what they can't do and try and build them as much as they can. But when we see that they're good at a certain aspect, that's the aspect we are going to work on. Because if we get that right, we're going to get the negative or the, the things that aren't so easy for them coming behind following on that positive skill or ability that they do have. And that's really what we're trying to work towards. To get into the best, Shireen. No, I was just actually going to reiterate what Heidi said, and that's exactly what we're doing at the school. We're working on every single child's talents, and we're finding them, and we're working on them, and we're going to take them as far as they can go with that. and when you have that, you actually, everything else seems to fall into place. You know, when you've got your happy children who are feeling fulfilled, who've achieved something, then everything else does fall into place. And you know what? I have to share with you, and we're going to go off topic because I'm sure that you've been noticing. Thank God it's not, nobody could see what's happening in the studio. But I've been <laughs> texting throughout the whole show. And I want to share with you who I'm texting with, okay? I think it's very important, and I want to hear what you think about it. Um, I'm actually texting a young boy called Ohad. Okay, he is in Israel. He lives in a place that what he says he's from Snif Ezra Mevochoron. Okay, it's a it's a small village um, outside Jerusalem, and him and his friends had somebody in their community who wanted to get married and could not afford it. So these group of teenagers who are actually are in school, so they can't. They were actually maybe going to come on the show, but they're in school, so they can't really get to it. But these these teenage kids boys, girls, they got together and they put a wedding, a complete wedding together. They had people donate music and food mm. and a hall and, and in their area and they put a full wedding together for a couple who couldn't afford it because they cared for them. But this is where it gets interesting. The couple were meant to get married in three weeks. <clears throat> on the 18th, sorry. Not even three weeks. About a week or so. And unfortunately, about a week and a half ago, they've decided to separate and not get married. So these young kids, instead of going to their room crying or saying, we're not going to do this again, we're not going to try, this is failing, they actually posted it all over Israel. We put a beautiful wedding together. If there's anybody you know that cannot afford getting married, please contact us and we will marry them. Kids. (laughs) And I've been speaking to him now and he told me that within a few days, they, they... had the couple, they're marrying them off in about a week. And they just put this whole thing together for some people they don't even know. And the, the wedding is going to be um, on the 18th. And I'm wondering what skills does that come to in day-to-day life skills in school? And do we train the kids to this kind of generosity and, and accomplishment? Shireen. 
That's what we're aiming for. Um, it's small steps along the way. You know, even if it's just the achievement in the maths test that they did or the color board that they've made or um, things like that, we're going to do it small steps because that first feeling of accomplishment just carries through with them because when they see, I can do this now, now let's try the next step. And then it just compounds into the fact that now they know that they can do it. Mm. I think so also if, if you look at uh, woodwork, which it, it, it's minimal, but it's so important, is that one of the things when we started, I said that everybody must bring a book, a pen, a paper, and a pencil. And the first thing we actually did is we planned. We, we did a drawing of what we were going to build to give, to enable them to decide what size they're going to build, to enable them to see what material they would require. And that sort of goes back to planning, which is everything. Because if you plan once, you only have to build it once. Okay, so the planning, and, and, and that will lead them into... Uh, um, being able to create and do us on different areas, I assume. Okay. But do we teach the kids this generosity that I was mentioning, to this caring, to this being a part of society for somebody that we don't know? Do we have this, or it's just a natural thing that some kids have, some kids don't? I think that's a hard one to answer. I think some kids naturally, you know, it's much more ingrained in who they are as their personalities. But we do encourage children to help out one another. You know, if you see, I don't know, your friend left his lunch at home, you share your lunch with him. You know, small steps of generosity and and small chesed, small chandas. You know, okay. hopefully it goes a long way. Um, you know, at our school we have extremely capable children who are intellectually very, very bright, very capable, um, very smart children. They just haven't fitted into necessarily, you know, the set system out there. So sometimes what we find, those children who are, let's say, excellent at maths will lean over when they see their friend not managing maths and say, hey, you know, that's easy or can I help you out and you know, that kind of teaching. So I think it starts like that. But, you know, my very, very um, strong thing is, is that we lead by example. And if they're seeing that around from the adults around there, this teacher showed another teacher some kind of kindness or was generous. This teacher helped me and was incredibly kind to me. I think that's also where we model that correct behavior. And then they get involved. Does the school, and we're going to have to end already, does the school uh, take the kids in, like, um, chesed achievements, like old age homes, hospitals, things like that? So every term we've had, like, an outreach program. Um, we did, I'm trying to remember what we did. We did, we did packing a Yad Aron for Pesach. Okay. Um, so we do. So then we're teaching them that as well, that it's not the just within the school, but it's also within the community outside of the school as well. Okay. We, I just want to go around because we really have to get to the end. For each one of you, give me your, your in one sentence, what do you hope for for the next year for the kids? For me, um, emotional happiness and stability, and therefore whatever passion or career or choice that they make academically or in a vocational stream will follow suit once we have a happy kid. Beautiful. Emotional, ha- emotional happiness and stability. Shireen? To find themselves within whatever it might be, whether it's academic or the vocational side, just to find who they are and to be happy within themselves and that feeling of accomplishment. Kevin. Okay. Um, You know, from once again my experience, school was probably the worst time of my life, where most people say school was the best time of their life. Uh, I haven't met those most people yet. (laughs) Okay. So... I would say is that every child 
a young adult needs to be happy as a priority. And if one's happy, everything else follows suit. Amazing. So I think the, the basically is what I'm hearing from the three of you. We're helping the kids to find who they are and be happy with what they see and bring themselves to peaceful, to be peace, peaceful with themselves and with what their abilities and actually create and manage. Right. Yes. Okay. Anybody wants to be in touch with you? How do they do that? Um, on, they can email me, um, shireen at darchenoam.co.za or on my cell phone, which is 082-926-9002. For any about those uh, projects. I just see some messages coming in. Okay. Oh, look at this beautiful things. We did get two messages. One is just saying thank you for uh, interesting guests. Um, and the other one is, uh, the first one will be thank you, Rabbi Gardner, for bringing such great aspects and such great guests to your show. But the second one is, tuned in late, maybe not on the same page, but I can help with people who want to learn plumbing, trade Mark. Oh. Wow. So Mark is willing to join you and help <laughs> the kids that want to learn plum- plumbing, which is amazing. And the numbers here, I'll give it to you soon. Thank you. I did want to say one thing though that our and school we is have to end. Okay, so, okay. Uh, that our school is an inclusive school. So we have the different streams. We have the vocational side, um, but we also have um, every child that is there is for their own reason. With and there's academic support within that. So we have academic, we have children for social reasons. So it's an inclusive school. So we will not turn a child away if they're very academic either because we do offer that support so so you're here to offer anybody what they need how they need that's right yep great thank you so much on that happy note i think we're going to end thank you so much for being here with us today thank you and looking forward to hear great things and great projects in the next few days i guess <laughs> we'll see where we get to <laughs> okay so 101.9 Reggie. with this another great show came to an end and we will please we'll be back please god next week two to three discussing education, improving the world, ourselves, our community. Have a great week. Bye.